0: News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer, Leor Samviru. And welcome. It is 7.06 and we are ready to go. We hope you are as well. We're talking employment law. You've been laid off. You're still off because of COVID-19 or maybe you've been handed a severance offer. Or just told, yeah, you know what, don't come back because there's nothing to come back to. Or we found somebody else. Doesn't matter. Whatever the situation, feel free to call in. The lines are open. We are live. We are ready to go. It is 613-521-TALK. That is 8255-613-521-TALK to call in. Ask your questions to Lior live. Get them on the air. The information is uh, free, and it's uh, it's it's abundant. So, so bring it on. In the meantime, we're going to get to an all-email show here in just a bit. You want to send one of those along, we invite you to do that. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And by the way, the uh, the hour that we're doing the show, outside of that hour, anytime, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a great resource for you. Again, absolutely free and uh, and anonymous. What do you got going on for the week that was, Val? How are you? Well, John, always great to be here. A great evening to be talking about
1: employment law and, uh, and workplace rights. If you mm-hmm. haven't heard the show before, we're here to even out the playing field to make sure that you as an employee know your rights, know what the law says you should have, what the law says your entitlements are. Uh, You know, you have rights that you may not even realize. This is the show where we tell you about those rights. So if you're you're one of those people that something's gone wrong in the workplace, maybe you didn't have a good day, your boss said something, maybe even threatened you that bad things are going to happen, you want to know how to respond, or maybe if you even should respond give us a call. Or maybe the, the axe fell and you're out of a job. Well, guess what? You have significant entitlements in that situation. Mm-hmm. You're owed a heck of a lot more severance than you realize. So let's talk about that. Give us a call right now. We can figure that out together and help you and help everyone else listening. So don't be bashful. Take advantage uh, of us being here. But to get uh, right started uh, the, the right way, a uh, week that was, a couple situations that came across my desk very recently. Uh, First, uh, Matt, I'll tell you about, I spoke with a lady who had been off on a medical leave uh, since January. Uh, She had to undergo surgery, uh, so she was off uh, on on a proper leave since January. Well, she uh, uh, she was cleared to return back to work effective in July. She contacted her company, said, good news, I'm ready to come back to work. Well, company says, we actually don't have a job for you right now, a combination of COVID and other issues. So because of that, uh, all you can do right now is sit tight, sit at home, and we're going to let you know when we have something for you. Mm -hmm. So here we are now a few months later, and and she still hasn't heard anything from her employer. And she calls me and asks, well, how long do I have to wait? Uh, I was clear to go back to uh, in in July. We're now in October. What gives? So there's a very simple answer, and that is she does not actually have to wait at all. If her employer legitimately doesn't have a job for her, well, that is a termination of employment. They have to pay her severance. They don't get to put her on ice and hoping that she'll go away or or, or make her wait. She has a right to her job. If legitimately there's no job, then fine. They have to terminate. They have to pay severance. Now, potentially, there's also a human rights issue here. If they're not taking her back because of her medical condition, that could be also an illegal situation, a human rights violation. But at a minimum, they owe severance. And I wanted to, to remind everyone that if you are in a medical leave of absence, if you are in a situation where uh, you're trying to get back to work after being uh, off work, well, your employer either takes you back or pays you severance. There's really no middle ground here. Right. Uh, can you imagine? Otherwise, they'd be uh, having you wait... Indefinitely uh, in no man's land. Not a good idea. So she can get severance. I'm going to help her get severance. If you find yourself in
0: that situation, many people have. I want you to give me a call. By the way, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. To get a hold of Lior and the crew, but to call in now, like we said, it's it's free, it's easy. Get some information six one three five two one. Talk the night is young; it's only seven ten, so you got lots of time to answer your or at least ask and get your questions answered. Um, at, uh, number two, what else? Uh, what else you got going on, pal?
1: So this is a situation that I've seen uh, quite often over the past number of months uh, when people have been on layoffs uh, for uh, you know for COVID related reasons. So the question that I've been asked, I've been asked by a a gentleman this week also, was, "What can I get a job, a part-time job, full-time job, can I get another job while I'm on a layoff, or is that something that's prohibited? Can I be considered to have resigned because while I was on a layoff, I, I needed to find another job? Let's face it, most of us need to work to earn a living, and if our company, our employer, doesn't pay us, they put us on a layoff, we may have to find another job while we're on a layoff. So that's the question that, that I've been asked. So first of all, let's start with the fact that right off the bat, the layoff is likely illegal. In most cases, you're able to treat the layoff as a termination and require the company to pay you severance. So you don't actually have to wait. You can actually treat that as a termination. But if you don't do that, if you mm-hmm. want to Accepted the layoff. If you want to maintain your employment, yes, you are allowed to work somewhere else. You absolutely are. Your employer can't expect you to not work for them, but also not work somewhere else. So, no, you can work somewhere else. That it's not a resignation. Uh, if and when your employer calls you back, you can decide whether you go back or not, but they cannot punish you in any way. You're allowed to work. Whether it's full-time, part-time, whether it's one job or five jobs, you can do that. And if your employer tries to do anything, you know what to do. You call me.
0: Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address to call in now, 613-521-TALK. In that regard, we'll get to a a call. Jonathan, thanks for standing by for a moment. How are you this evening? Hey, Jonathan. Is he there? Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? There he is.
2: What's up? What's going on, pal? Not much. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to start, but, uh, yeah, I was just uh, working construction recently, and I had recently been on uh, Ontario Disability, but um, I had a falling out with a, uh, an employer. So that led to me telling my boss I wasn't going to work. A certain way right that was the way it shouldn't have been done but it was still going under like um inspection or whatever so then uh, I told him the way it was and then he was just like kind of like good luck and then um I called him back for work and he was just kind of just like nonchalant like yeah if we have if we have if we have time to fit you in we can but uh, we have some new people in and stuff like that, and it was very kind of vague.
1: Now, uh, were you part of a union, uh, Jonathan?
2: No, it was a it was a, it was a small contracting company.
1: And how long did you work there for? i
2: uh, um, one month. One month, okay. And I, I take it uh, when, when's the last
1: time you worked there for?
2: Uh, when was the last uh, time you were actually at work? The last time I clocked out was August 29th.
1: And since then, they they haven't called you back.
2: Well, I've talked to him, but the way he kind of was just like, yeah, you're underwater. But it's weird because we have an app, right, that we clock our hours on and stuff. And it still says that I'm working for the company, like the company under the app that they gave me to clock my hours in and stuff, right? So it's like, are they just holding me like on file in case. So something- Jonathan,
1: you, your employment has been terminated. That, that's clear. You're not going back there. They've terminated your employment, so, which they're allowed to do as long as severance is paid. So your situation is about severance. You've been there for a month in a construction job you're probably owed you know, two to potentially as much as four weeks' pay. So if you want my help to get that pay, no problem. Reach out to me off the air. I'm happy to help you. You've been terminated. I, I, there's no ifs about that. So happy to help you. Just reach out to me.
2: Okay, how do I go about that?
0: I'm going to give you that number right now. Jonathan, if you want to hang up, you'll hear it, and uh, here it goes. Appreciate the call, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. It is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. And email, by the way, is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Do like Jonathan. Make that phone call. See how quick that happens? Lickety-split. It is a 613-521-TALK. We'll continue. Employment Law Show News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer, Lior Samviru, on News Talk 580 CFRA. And back we are indeed. It is a 719. Lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions here for the remainder of the show, 613 613 Five two one talk employment concerns severance concerns layoff concerns bring it on 613 521 talk email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website we'd like you to use anytime it's free it's anonymous ton of information there pocketemploymentlawyer.ca check it out within that you will see the severance pay calculator which we've uh, grown to know and uh, and love for uh, for its function as well so you want to check that out again free anytime but call us here in the air tonight. And get your questions answered. Richard, first email up on the uh, all email show. Here we go. How come an employer can let me go with no notice if I did nothing wrong? <laughs> you know, that, that is a question I, I get daily, usually
1: multiple times a day. Uh, and, and people don't get it. And I understand why they don't get it. Why should an employer be allowed to let someone go? If they did nothing wrong, if there's really no good and legitimate reason. And unfortunately, the answer to this question is not very satisfying. Because the answer is, well, because they are. Because that's simply the law. Mm. Whether I like it or whether you like it, ultimately, the law makes it very clear that an employer can let you go pretty much for any reason as long as severance is paid. Uh, And yeah, that doesn't make it fair and doesn't even make it the right thing but it is legal. So generally, when someone calls me you know, being very upset about being let go, and yeah, I would be too, of course, yeah. I have to always focus them on severance. That's why we talk about severance so much because from a legal standpoint, that's really what a termination is about. You may not have done anything wrong. You may have done everything right. In fact, maybe you were the best employee and the hardest working. They can still let you go for no reason so long as severance is paid. Now, Wrongful dismissal, I'm sure, is a term that many people have heard here. Wrongful dismissal really has nothing to do with the reason you were let go. Wrongful dismissal is a situation where you were let go without proper severance. Well, 90% of people are wrongfully dismissed. 90% of people are offered a lot less severance than what they're actually owed. So chances are, if you've been let go, even though the reason may be legal, you likely are still wrongfully dismissed. So that's why it's important to get that advice. Now, you still can't be let go for discriminatory reasons, but other than that, you can be let go so long as severance is paid.
0: I want to get to Andrew's email. Again, uh, still time for you to call in here to the station live and ask your questions. The best way to do it, 613-521-TALK is the way to do that. Andrew up. says, Guys, I've been on a layoff for four months, but the company is still operating. I'm told that they don't know when I'll be called back to work. How long do I have to wait? Well,
1: another very common question I've been getting, certainly yeah. since COVID started, uh, Andrew's question here. So l- let's be very clear on this. Whenever you're on a layoff, there's two options. Option number one is you wait until the company decides to do something, either call you back or terminate your employment. Right now, if you choose that option to wait, you could be waiting until September 2021. Again, September 2021, that's a long time. So that's option number one. And by September 2021, the company is going to have to do one of two things. They're either going to have to bring you back to work or they're going to have to terminate your employment and pay you severance. So that's if you choose to wait. That's option number one. Option number two is very different. Option number two is instead of waiting for the company to decide, you can make the decision now to treat your employment as being terminated. So rather than wait to see if they'll terminate your employment, you can treat that as a termination now and require the company to pay you your full severance. Now, for many people, I think, uh, maybe even for Andrew, that makes more sense than to wait for another potentially 10, 11, 12 months. Uh, because we need to work, we need to earn a living. So let's get severance. Let's get that money that's owed to us, and then we can move on to another job. So you wait till September potentially, or you can treat that as a termination right now and get your severance, remembering, of course, that depending on the length of your employment, your severance could be as much as two years' pay.
0: Andrew, you want to reach out by phone? You could do that as well, since you did send the email one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. There's also the option of a uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and right here, right now on the station for the remainder of the night, six one three five two one talk. That is the way to do it. Uh, Daniela, Daniela looks good here. Says, uh, "Can Leor explain why there's such a big difference between what the severance calculator says and what the Ministry of Labor says?" Oh boy. <laughs> That that is a great question. That is, you know, th- this issue is probably what gave
1: me the idea to do this radio show all these years ago. So let's be very clear. When you lose your job, you have certain entitlements. Now, if you contact the government, you contact the Ministry of Labor or go on the government's website. You're going to find out what your minimum entitlements are. Your minimum entitlements and for most people those minimal, uh, minimum entitlements on termination is a week's pay per year of service to a maximum of eight weeks. Okay, those are your minimum entitlements. But that's all they are. They're minimum. They're not your full entitlements. Your full entitlements, also known as your common law entitlements, mm-hmm. are much greater than that. They could be ten times that, and they're still legally required. That is what the severance calculator does. The servants cal- calculator calculates your full entitlements. Who cares at the end of the day what your minimum entitlements are? You, you care about what you're actually owed, your full entitlements. So you may go to the Ministry of Labor website. Let's say you've worked for a company for three years. You go on the Ministry of Labor website. It will say you're owed three weeks' pay. Well, that's wrong because that's just your minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements could be as easily as much as six months' pay, six months' pay. That's a huge difference. That's why I created the severance calculator to allow everyone to find out what they're actually owed. If you lost your job, first place you go to, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, you'll see our severance calculator tool there that you can use to find out what the real amount is. Please, 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 whatever you do, do not be misled by what the government says because they only advise and they only tell you about your minimum entitlements. It's wrong. They should not do that. I've spoken about this many times, but yeah. that's what they do. So uh, find out what you're really owed. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or just give me a call.
0: They do have some use, though. I mean, you can go there if you're worried about, uh, I don't know, like an overtime issue or vacation pay or stuff like that. They're okay. That's what they can help with, just not severance, right?
1: Yes, exactly. So pretty much anything other than the termination of your employment, you right. can go to the Ministry of Labor. So yeah, as you said, maybe you didn't get your overtime pay or your vacation pay or you don't think your employer is paying you minimum wage absolutely. You can go there and the Ministry of Labor can help you. They can order your employer to abide by the law, absolutely. You cannot, cannot go there if you lost your job. Number one is they can only enforce your minimum entitlements. Number two is by going there, you give up on your full entitlements. Terrible idea, terrible situation. To get your full entitlements, you got to speak with a lawyer. Whether it's me or another lawyer, you have to speak with one. Do not go to the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job.
0: Well, that, that part you put in there, but once you go to them, if you if you file a claim, now you can't go back and consult you. That's pretty scary. We're talking, you know, possibly tens of thousands of dollars that just uh, went down the river.
1: Let me give you an example, you know, a, a real life example. Something that came across my desk very recently. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who had worked for a, a small manufacturing company for about eighteen years. Okay, they let him go. He contacted the Ministry of Labor. I asked him how long, uh, how much am I owed? Uh, mm-hmm. Eight weeks. They told him. They uh, th- this employer offered him sixteen weeks, so he was very happy. He signed it, didn't sure. think twice about it. Well, he heard me on this show, and he said, "Well, wait a second. Uh, was that sixteen weeks not enough?" He called me, and in fact, he was owed about sixteen months, oh. sixteen months pay, and I couldn't help him because he signed off on that severance, uh, offer. But even if he had filed a complaint with the ministry of labor, he still would have been in the same position. He couldn't have gotten his full entitlements. So you can't go to the ministry of labor if you lost your job. Uh, please, please, please don't be one of those people calling me after the fact when I can't help you.
0: I I hate, hate giving people the bad news. Uh, so hopefully I, I never have to do that with you. You bet. Always pays to be proactive and do so. Well, you still got some time here. Give us a call, 613-521-TALK. The live show continues. Phone lines are open, 613-521-TALK, and we'll return to your emails as well. Those are coming in, help at employmentlawyer.ca. This is the Employment Law Show. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the employment law show with employment lawyer Leor Samviru on News Talk Five Eighty CFRA. It is seven thirty-four. We are back indeed. So let's uh, let's get at it. 521 talk. Six one three five two one talk is a number to call through and ask your questions. Want to get to uh, to Mark who's been standing by for a minute or two? Mark, thanks for hanging on. How are you tonight? Hey, Mark. Can we go, Mark? Okay, let's move on to Todd. We'll see what's happening with Mark. Mark, you're going back on hold. Todd, welcome to the show. Good evening. No, this is excellent. Do we have Todd or Mark?
3: Think, uh, okay, which Todd. one's this?
0: Todd. Okay, Todd's here. Hey, Todd, what's going on, pal?
3: Well, I got a question. Uh, I was mm. laid off March. I was laid off March twentieth from a job that I've had for five and a half years. Uh, I'm a chef. I work in the industry that deals with weddings, conferences, events, that kind of thing. Um, I really don't wish to go back to my current employer, and I'm wondering what sort of uh, ability I have in getting severance pay. I've basically been told that I have to wait 35 weeks past when the pandemic or something ends. I'm not sure I got a bunch of emails from my HR department that I really can't understand because it's too, uh, well, too, uh, too hard to understand. So I'm just wondering what sort of recourse I have.
1: Well, that's, that's a great question, uh, Todd, and I'm, I'm glad you called, so I'll make it very simple. You have the ability to treat this layoff as a termination. You have the ability okay. to say, by laying me up, by putting me on this layoff back in March, uh, you've terminated my employment, and now you owe me severance. You do not have to wait 35 weeks. You don't even have to wait 35 days. So you've okay. been there, Todd, for, for, I think, you said five and a half years? Yes. Yeah. And you're a it'll, chef, and how old are you, Todd?
3: I'm uh, 46, middle management, so I was basically in charge of the entire kitchen.
1: So. so you'd easily be owed anywhere from seven to nine months' pay here, okay? So okay. as much as nine months' pay, so that's a significant amount, uh, and, and you do not have to wait for this, not uh, at all. In fact, if you've already decided that you're not going to go back, then waiting is the last thing that you want to do. So okay. this is not going to be difficult to, to resolve because the law is the law. So I want yeah. you to reach out to me off air. Let me help you get that severance. If you were to simply go to them and say, hey, guys, pay me severance, yeah, th- that's not going to do it, unfortunately. I'll need to get involved on in your have- behalf, but that's not going to be a problem.
3: I did actually ask them regarding severance, and they said, uh, no, I have to wait.
1: Yeah, no, you, you do not have to wait uh, absolutely, can get you severance. That's one of the biggest issues that I've been dealing with uh, since COVID started. So uh, let, let's get this resolved. If you already know you're not going back, you don't want to go back. It's an easy, easy decision, frankly. I want you to reach out to me off air, and I'll help you get that severance.
3: Sounds good. I, about a, two days ago, I went to your website and filled out the entire, uh, filled out your entire questionnaire. So it's on your system already.
1: Perfect. Then we'll be calling you as soon as possible, and we'll take care of it.
3: Thank you very much. You guys have a great evening. Love your show. You guys are, uh, you've taught me more about employment law than anybody I could ever talk about. So keep it up. You're doing a great job.
0: Amazing, Todd. Appreciate the kind words. That's exactly why we do it every week. Every week, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. By the way, Todd, just in case you need that number again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But here and now, make like Todd, make the right choice. Uh, call through, get your get your answer. Six one three five two one talk. We're going to go back to Mark now. Get Mark on the uh, on the line. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Question
4: for you. I'm a regional manager yeah. for a company in Ottawa. I oversee the operations side of the business as well as sales. Sales, of course, is based salary. It's a two-tier comp plan. One is based on orders that come in every month, so there's a payout commission every month, um, and also at a year-end, a second bonus based on EBIT or profit. Question for you, I've been in the business for a long time. It's grown uh, substantially. We're now looking at bringing in a separate sales manager, basically I over that Complete role. In doing that, obviously, they're going to remove the monthly orders commission plan for me, obviously because they have a sales manager in place. Question for you is, what are my options on that? Do they have the right to say, hey, you know what, we're going to back in all that monthly order commission onto the EBIT year-end, or is there a obligation that some of that should be front-loaded onto my base salary? Because the monthly I have done extremely well with over the last seven or eight years uh, hitting the maximum every month, so it's become a, almost a standard. So that's kind of the question: is what What are the options that, that they can do versus what I can say?
1: So the the real question here is how this is going to impact your compensation from a, from a dollars and cents standpoint. Uh, so is this something that you expect will reduce your compensation?
4: Nope, I don't suspect. I suspect it's it's a combination of will they you know weight it differently and back end it to the, to the once a year payout on the EBIT. Um, plan that paid out pay that once a year. I don't expect that they'll change the value overall, but can they have the ability to do that, back-end the whole thing and say, Yeah, you know, sorry, you lose the monthly, but the good news is we're still going to continue to give the overall same compensation
3: plan.
1: If the, your total compensation, what you'll, you'll, you know, take home in the year... Yep is going to be the same, then there's not much that you can do. Like They, they can't okay. realign things and, and, and change things that result in a net loss for you. But right. if it all ends up kind of being in the same situation, putting you in the same financial situation, there's not much that you can do. When a company does start messing with compensation, when when reduces compensation, often it yeah. results in what we call a constructive dismissal. Yeah. But but for that, you would actually have to be able to show that you've taken a monetary hit.
4: Yeah, and I kind of I wasn't sure that I'm not surprised. I was kind of hoping that there'd be some uh, pushback to say, "Hey, every month this guy hits it out of the park." Um, that's almost deemed, you know, in some way of a of a consistent in line with the salary. They should look at doing some kind of split negotiation on it. But at the end of the well, day, well, I
1: I think they absolutely should. I, I I agree with you that that's the right thing to do. No question about it. And maybe that's something that you can push them into. But in terms of can you force them from a legal standpoint, or can there be legal recourse if they don't? Unfortunately, the answer to that is no.
4: Okay. Perfect. I was thinking that maybe the, uh, the lines that you'd say, but at least I know my options as I start to go into some issues. Thanks, so, thanks, thanks so much. Mark. Appreciate right. it,
0: pal. If you want to All reach right. out uh, further to Lior about to any other matters, you can do so one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You know, it's it's interesting. I'm actually a little surprised that nothing could be done because I mean, you look at someone and says, "Hey guys, I got I got monthly payments. I'm counting on this monthly stipend of my pay. Now you're going to backload it till December. How am I going to pay my bills? You've, you've you've completely reworked the way I get my pay, even though the dollar amount remains the same. I'm surprised."
1: Yeah, you know, and if it certainly impacts him in a significant way, there may be something that can be done. The thing is, when when you're on on commission, it's almost expected that it's kind of goes up and down. Now, what the company can't do is make it more difficult to earn income, take away commissions, or you know, give you now accounts that otherwise would earn you less money. But with commissions, it is expected that it does fluctuate. But if it is one of those things where you know, on a monthly basis, it's going to be a massive difference between uh, what he made before and, and what he's making. Now, yeah, there could be an argument, but it would be a tough one uh, in that situation because it's commission, and, and by definition, commission fluctuates.
0: 613-521-TALK is the number to call in, like Mark just did, and Todd as well, so give that a shot. In the meantime, get back to uh, an email here. This one from Steve says, uh, I usually work around 50, 50 hours of overtime a month for which I get paid. Now, because of COVID, we're not as busy, so there's... No overtime. Is there anything I can do? You know that's
1: an, an unfortunate situation because he's taking a, a, a pay hit, of course, because of oh, yeah. COVID. But because overtime, as I said, you know, we're talking about commissions before overtime. By definition, is dependent on the volume of work. It's not something that you know the, the employer decides. Because it's dependent on the volume of work, there's not much that can be done about that. Now that would be very yeah. different, for example. If the company said, well, we're paying you a lot of overtime, too much, we're just going to hire another guy to do that work and, that, and then we don't have to pay you overtime. At that point, the company is making the decision to take away the overtime. Don't they you. can't do that. company can make a decision to take Steve's overtime so that he makes more money uh, or, or less money. But because now it's a situation where they, there's just no work and you do overtime when there is work, then it's not the company doing something. Because of that, there's not much that Steve can do about that situation, even though he, he is obviously going to have uh, an impact on his uh, total compensation. So very important lesson there that, yes, if you get consistent overtime, your employer can't decide not to pay to take it away. But if it happens simply by nature of the ebbs and flows of the business, that's different. That's something an employer is able to do.
0: Reaching out any time, one 821 5900 by the way, and the uh, the website you want to use, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Another email coming down from Leanne. She says, guys, my boss announced the company I work for is likely to shut down in the next year. Can they avoid pay me severance if the company shuts down?
1: So the, answer is, the short answer is no. The, a company can't avoid paying severance. They can't avoid their financial obligations because they shut down. That said, remember there's also the the adage that you can't get blood from a stone. So if a company, for example, is bankrupt, then unfortunately, no, you're not going to to get paid. But that's very different than shutting down. That's very different than deciding, you know what, we're not going to continue this business. A company still has assets. They have uh, you know property that they may own, equipment. They have accounts receivable. Uh, so all of which they have to use to meet their financial obligations. So no, a company shutting down or even going out of business does not mean you don't get severance. They still have to pay you severance. That's very different than bankruptcy. Going out of business or shutting down is not the same as being bankrupt. So unless the company is bankrupt, they
0: have to pay the severance. We'll take a, uh, one last break here, give you time to grab a phone and uh, formulate a question for Lior at 613-521-TALK. That is the number. The email address we use is help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's the Employment Law Show. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with Employment Lawyer, Leor Samviru on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we're back. at 748. You still got some minutes to call through. 613-521-TALK. Email address we use for the show, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Brian, you're up next. Says, I worked for a company for five years, then quit. A year later, they convinced me to come back. They just let me go. How much severance am I owed? So that's a very good uh,
1: question. Oftentimes, we see situations with a gap Uh, in in employment where you may work for a company, you leave, then you come back and then they let you go. And then the question becomes, well, in terms of my severance, how many years count towards that? Is it all the years that I work or is it just the time that I was uh, there most recently? So the answer is that it really comes down to number one, how long the gap did you have? So if you work for three years, then you were gone for 10 years and you came back for six months, no, that gap is too big. So, how big is the gap in comparison to the overall, overall length of employment? Here, you know, the gap is relatively small. It's a small portion of the employment. The other issue is, did they somehow recognize your service even implicitly when you came back? Did they, for example, if they put you on probation, that's not good. But if they didn't put you on probation, arguably they didn't because they recognized you had that past service. So, I need to have more information here to be able to advise, but it's likely that now that he's been let go, the full employment counts. That So the five years plus the, the more recent service, all of that counts towards his, uh, his severance. And that's very important. That can make a huge, huge difference. I've seen many cases where someone gets credited for many years that they had, even though there was a gap in between. That's why it's so important to get that legal advice. Chances are, John, that despite the gap in employment, all years will count towards a severance.
0: Now, if you were to put on your employer lawyer hat, what would you tell that employer before they brought him back?
1: Well, the, the most important thing is have a proper employment agreement with the employee that's coming back, making it clear that you're not recognizing any past service. You have to put that in writing. If you do that, then yes, you don't have to worry about it because for an employer, imagine, John, let's say that you have an employee that's worked with you for 20 years. That employee quit, okay? And they went away and a year later they came back and after six months you have to let them go. Now, potentially, you have to pay them as a 20-and-a-half-year employee unless you use a proper employment agreement. So for employers, if you don't hire an employee with a proper employment agreement, you're exposed. Okay, You have significant exposure, significant liabilities, uh, and, and obligations. So no reason, no excuse not to use a proper employment agreement. Oh, and by the way, a proper employment agreement is not one you find on Google. Okay, <sighs> It doesn't work that way. If you need help, happy to help you, but that's very important for the employers.
0: By the way, that uh, number to reach out, one 821 5900 Yeah, get it drafted properly by Lior and uh, and his crew. Frank is up next in between. Uh, if you want to send a phone call along, you still got some minutes. 613-521-TALK. Frank says, uh, I've been uh, working from home for the last six months. My boss has told me that I have to start coming into the office two, maybe three times a week. Can they do that?
1: So it really comes down to whether or not this was a unique situation where you had to work at home because of COVID. So if because COVID made it impossible to continue working in the office, you work from home, yes, they are able to say, well, now that you know things are better, now that we're equipped to allow for social distancing, you, you have to come back to the office. They're allowed to do that. But if it wasn't because of COVID, if it's simply something you and your employer agreed, you know what, from now on, you can work from home. Well, once you've agreed to that, the company can't change their mind. The company can't say, well, you know what? Now we decided we don't like that. Now we want you to come into the office. No, that would be a constructive dismissal. It would be a change to the terms of employment. So if I've had cases where someone was working home at home for years, and all of a sudden the company says, nah, you know what? Now we want you to come in. We don't like that anymore. Uh-uh. Yeah. Can't do that. But COVID is a unique situation. So if you've been working at home just because of COVID, yes, your employer is able to say, come back to work so long, of course, as the workplace is safe, so long as they can allow for social distancing and limiting the number of people in the workplace, etc. Yes, they can require you to come back to the office in that situation.
0: Stan is up uh, Stan says guys myself and six other colleagues have just been let go because of cost cutting we all got two weeks pay for each year of service is that what the law is
1: <laughs> well uh stan uh, hopefully listened also when i was talking about this earlier in the show today no it's not what the law is it's not even close there is no such rule as a week per year or two week per year, two weeks per year. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Remember, your entitlements, your termination entitlements are based on a few factors. The major factors are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So those are the factors and for many people that results in severance that's a lot more than a week or or two weeks per year of service. So, and by the way, and it doesn't matter what someone else got. Uh, you know, just because the employer is giving bad severances to all the employees doesn't mean that you should be one of these people, right? Yeah, right? So do not worry about that. The best way to find out how much you're owed, stand, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And if what you've been paid or offered is less than that, you've been wrongfully dismissed. Same with you at home. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the place to go to if you lost your job and you want to know if your severance offer is fair, or maybe you haven't lost your job, but you're you're worried about losing it, you think you know things are coming down and, and you know business is not doing well. I'm worried about losing my job. Well, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Find out in seconds how much you should be paid, or if you're just curious and you want to know, hey, what would happen if? What would I get? Easy, take seconds, anonymous, free. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca.
0: Sarah writes in that the email address says I am five months into my maternity leave and got a call on Friday that the company doesn't have a job for me and that they will be paying me severance. Are they allowed to do this?
1: No, they're not allowed to do this. Uh, absolutely not, Sarah. And it's because of the fact that you're still presumably uh, quite a ways away from being done with your maternity yeah, leave. Right. So mm. so here's what I mean by that. An employer has to take someone back after maternity leave, but the employer can't figure out if they're able to meet that obligation until the employee is ready to return to work. So how can this employer know that 12 months from now, when Sarah wants to come back, we won't have a job for her? That's ridiculous, right? They may not have a job today, but 12 months from now, things can change 10 times. They may be desperate for for Sarah and, and need her. So by this employer deciding in advance that Sarah doesn't have a job, that's illegal. That could be a breach of the Employment Standards Act, that could be potentially a breach of the human rights code. No, you cannot do that. So for, for employees, if you're not getting your job back, that's a problem, uh, if you're on a parental leave because you have, the employer has the obligation to bring you back. And it's an even bigger problem if they somehow have a crystal ball and they know in advance that they're not going to have a job for you when you come back to work. If you're in that situation, give me a call. Employers be very, very careful, uh, terminating someone on a parental leave.
0: Squeezing. Christina finally says, my employer has relocated our office. Get this, two-hour drive away. I was told that I can simply get a ride with a colleague so that I wouldn't have to drive if I don't want to. Do I have to accept this move?
1: Absolutely not. Anything generally John where you're commuting more than an hour, more than what you had to before, is constructive dismissal. It's something that an employer is not allowed to do. So despite the fact that the employer says, Well, you just get a ride with someone, it doesn't matter. It's a big change to the terms of employment. It, it it can impact you, you know, hours more a week now because of that. So she can accept this, of course, and continue working. Or she can con- uh, she can treat that as a constructive dismissal, treat that as a termination, and get severance. And for anyone else at home, if you are relocated or your company is relocating, if it's going to be more than an hour extra to get to work uh, a day, then that's something now that you're in constructive dismissal territory. You can treat that as such if you want to. You can also try it out for a little while, and if it doesn't work, yes, constructive dismissal.
0: We are done for the evening. Appreciate your calls and all of your emails as well. You'll want to reach out now that we are through. No problem. Phone number 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And on the website, we always tell you to go there, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you again here Employment Law Show on News Talk 580
3: CFRA.